twelve. Podcast number twelve. That's a dozen eggs, isn't it? What's a baker's dozen? Thirteen. Six. The baker's dozen. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're back. We've got uh, from coming live from Indonesia. Thomas McNaught. We so so as to see it full time. I've known Pam. <laughs> always been like a trail of wetness behind him, and he's still got it right there. You see that? Right behind trail him. of wetness. Aye, uh, just all the birds chasing you. Your hands in devil. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll do a bit of housekeeping before we. We get going and we get into the wonderful life of Thomas McNaught. Uh, Stevie Robertson didn't message Gav the other day. He's been listening to every single podcast. So he must have, you know, he's done something like, what's that, 10 to 13, 14 hours worth of content, Gav? Is that right, aye? Is it no Melina? I'd, I'd say Melina, actually, aye. aye. I, I didn't do the math before I came on, uh, because that would be doing homework and I don't like it. Bye, Stephen Robertson. Aye, aye. <laughs> Another FPL. Ah, another FPL. Full podcast listener. That's what he said to me as well. Get a new FPL. So, so it's true that he does actually listen to it. No, just say that. Cheers. Aye, aye. We've nearly got a start in a living. <laughs> I know, I know. We started after a five team, then we've got a, a four. A living team, mate. Maybe a bit difficult for Tammy to get here, though. But, <laughs> I remember. Aye, we, we, we also said to Curtis last night, so Curtis was our, um, our last guest, and he was the, the first sort of a person outside the UK, but you've just totally outdone him, eh? Aye. <laughs> he's, he's Northern Irish, he's in Northern Ireland. Mm, yeah. oh, I thought Curtis was a Russian guy for some reason that you're accusing me about. I don't know why I had that in my head. <laughs> you get that? I, well, I, thought, I thought there was some Russian guy who you were telling me about. I thought that's who that was, Curtis, but obviously I was wrong. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Tammy. Appreciate it. I know, that. I know. Thanks, Aye. Thanks for asking yeah. me. No, mate, not at all, man. You get, you get some right good stories. You've, you've not been in this country for a long time in a right few years. I had it written down here somewhere, but I can't. I, 2017. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, we can go back and talk about your life and growing up in Glasgow and how travelling came about and uh, how we met as well. Yeah. And then we can um, get right into you growing up as a... Grown up, grown up. I'd like to say I'm not fully grown up yet, to be honest. I think I still got a few years. I got a few years left. You've not got any youth about you, really, Jake. Oh come on, man! I'm still youthful. I'm still, I'm still looking good. <laughs> is that a tattoo in your pinky? Is that a tattoo in your pinky? Yeah, a triangle. That's nice. It's the strongest yeah. shape in the world. Isn't it? That was a that was a drunken story as well. How I got that on. Good. We'll come <laughs> on to that later on then. Yeah, right. So, have you always lived in Drumchapel, Tam? Yeah, always in Drumchapel, um, stayed in Barncock. I don't know if anyone knows that who's listening to this, but it's like, it's in Drumchapel, I suppose, right in the centre of Drumchapel, just to have a kin for So stayed there and then I moved to a, a little place just in front called Summerhill. So I've always stayed in Drumchapel, yeah, until 2017 at least. You need made a massive <laughs> movement, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did you find, Did you? how did you find it growing up in Drumchapel? Because you went through a few phases there, like you... You, you were a, a maddie, and then yeah. you were a rock star, and now you're a nomad. <laughs> I want to I be a rock star. <laughs> that was, I, I thought it was fine, I think, as you probably know as well. Like, even growing up in Glasgow, you've got to have a bit of, a bit of wits about you, I suppose is the right word, because 
Aye. Seconds you let somebody get to you, it can either end in two ways. You either fight with them or you're, you're called something. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're put down yeah. for someone. So you need to be a bit, a bit tough. And I suppose I was growing up with the right people in that sense. It's a bit streetwise. Um, through high school, like I, I was one of these guys who was out with all the people who was drinking and stuff like that at one point. Like the Neds, I suppose you would call them. <laughs> um, side, they're getting side at the weekends and stuff like that. I never really drank a lot, to be honest, but I was in that crowd for a while. Yeah. And then I just managed to break away from it and started playing in bands with like pe- uh, people through school, like Jordan and Ferry and stuff like that. And kind of oh, went you in the band then? I was, yeah, I was. I was a singer and guitar. Somebody say, he was the band sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the rock star. <laughs> I remember I, down, I downloaded one of the songs on uh, Apple Music when Kenny was telling oh, me. Really? Did, <laughs> did you pay for it? Aye. <laughs> I didn't check to see if we were any royals for that. It's like 40 <laughs> pence or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's so, happened to all of that stuff. Have you forgot the logins for that as well? Uh, and that's all gone. Sitting there with two million dollars in it or something like that, you know what I mean? Bet you is, man. <laughs> Bet you're bigging like some Kenyan country, like somewhere in Kenya. <laughs> like there's a wee town just pumping out your Elan fumes or something. <laughs> so right. obviously you said you, you went through school and you had a wee a wee phase of an head and blah blah blah, XYZ. So how did you come about being a spark? So it was kinda that... sorry on you go. No, I was gonna say is that you know that way like your old man like you need a trade and I feel a lot of people in Glasgow, you need to have a trade behind you. Everybody's got a trade. Is that what it was? That was, was, was actually, that was exactly what it was, to be honest, exactly. Um, I, I was, as I said, I was into music. Um, I kind of grew my hair out long and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm going to make it as a, I'm going to make it as a musician. I was quite shit, to be honest, but everyone's got oh. a dream at one point. But no, it's the truth. It's the, I, I know the truth. So we, we were um, we were at the start we weren't that good but we eventually got some popularity in the band and stuff like that. But at the start when when before I even done my trade I'm talking about, I oh, spoke yeah. to my mum and dad and I was like, in school I kind of excelled in creative stuff so like drawing and art and music but I was kind of bad at the academic stuff. Not not bad I was just not. Were your strong point? Not I wasn't a strong point. <clears throat> English and stuff like that. I was good at math. But other than that, like all the creative stuff, I was getting A's in, like higher music and stuff like that. And I was like, I can try and do something with my higher music. And that's where I get into the music. And I actually remember the exact day I said to my mum and dad, like, I want to be, I want to go and be like a sound engineer, sitting in the living room with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I remember it. And they're like, my mum's like, listen, my dad, my dad was in bands as well. Actually, it was my dad that got me into music. And he's like, Listen, there's no money to be made in music, so we, what we want you to do is get a trade, and then mm-hmm. um, from that, if you want to go to music after that, you, you, you can go and do that. But if you're living under this roof, blah blah blah, you need to get a trade. It wasn't really as strict as that, but that, that was kind of the that was kind of the line it did. And to be honest, it was probably one of the best guiding decisions that somebody's ever gave me. That, that I, trade changed, changed my life, to be honest. I, f- so. I think it's it's also. It's, even like football players and stuff like that, when they're playing football now, they're being told, any sport, any any high-end sport, American football players that go to uni and stuff, they're all getting like, like big degrees and that behind them as well. So I think yeah, it's, a, it's the best yeah. advice you can give them if you want to. That's exactly what it is, mate. Because it's, yeah. there's very few people who are in music forever. Uh, oh, 100%. Know. And like you're seeing like people like, 
I don't really know, but like Lewis Capaldi, everybody knows who he is. Like they play, they play his songs constantly in Indonesia and Bali. They play them constantly, and and apparently he's still living with his parents. That just shows Aye. you, like, do you know what I mean? Aye. That just shows you like, the sort of he's he's been number one all over the world now. He's, I, know. I don't know how much money the guy's got, but if you're still living with your parents and you're number one in the USA, something's not something's not going. Aye, really somebody's good. taking all his money. Well, he, yeah. he's, he's done a. Takes takes a like a, quite a while to come through to get up, like yeah. all your checks and stuff like that because they're, they're kind of that's why everybody else can use it and try and make money in <laughs> somewhere else, some other way into it. But he done a yeah. he done a half an hour TikTok thing not long ago for the British Red Cross and raised fifty grand in half an hour. Jesus, Jesus, you must be like, you must be like that. Uh, how, how do I get myself to kind of? I think he's probably worth a shit ton of money now, to be honest. I ah, think he is. But like, it was only a few weeks ago. It was only a few weeks ago he done that TikTok. I was saying he's not buying a house during lockdown, is he? Anyway. Uh, Wait, so yeah. she, she just, she with your, um, your spark, was that when you, when you left school? Did you do an apprenticeship or something like that? Yeah, it is. The, the, I actually got my apprenticeship before I left school. So that was kind of bad in the sense where I knew when I was going to my exams I had a job. So I didn't even really care oh. about my exam, to be honest. I'm, I'm saying it's bad, but I don't think it was bad. It, again, I still think it was probably the best decision I've ever made. I'd rather have done that than go to university and stuff like that nah. and waste years of my time. I mean, everybody looks at that stuff differently. That's just the way I look at it. Some people love to go to that stuff, and that's fair enough to do. So, that's what Everything I you've done led you to where you're the new, and, and you're doing well yeah. now. So kind yeah, of the path like. you've took. That's so unique. That's the positive way of looking at it. Because I, I, I'm not doing great. I'm not living in Indonesia. Because whispers fly about Glasgow about you, Thomas, about you being some secret millionaire and stuff like that. So maybe not doing that well. But I'm not I'm homeless. So I think I'd like to think I'm not homeless. So I'm doing okay at life. So <laughs> no homeless. Yeah, that's the. So you're, you're doing your spark. Yeah. Sorry, on you go. Everybody's got their own path. No, I was going to say everybody's got their own definition of happiness and success. That's what I'd say to that. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So one person's happiness. Gav's gone. He's not happy. Gav's had it. She's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's taking his own path. <laughs> my next door neighbours are out with their kids in the paddling pool and stuff, so it was getting a bit noisy. So yeah, we um, yeah. What I was going to say there. So, so you're doing your spark qualification. You're, you're getting that. You're qualified. You're trade. Mm-hmm. And you've started. Is this when you you they started the band before you left school? You were just no, you were doing the band in school. You were in Clybank Post, weren't you? When you were still at school. Yeah, we started the band in school. Um, I was probably like near the end of my school when we were getting into gigging and stuff like that because we were still. Uh-huh. I remember, I, I'm sure we were playing gigs where we were underage. I'm sure we were, <laughs> and it was um, like well, we were these clubs. Uh, I'm sure we were doing that. It was that long ago now, but um, I'm sure we were doing stuff like that, and then. During school, like, um, sorry, during school, we were doing gigs, and people from the school, people from school were coming to see us, so we were getting quite a big crowd following us at that point. And then when you leave school, like, nobody comes to see you. It's like, <laughs> it's like you've got like three people there, and I think that happens to a lot of bands, is like bands who come from schools and shit like that. That's what I've noticed. So once you leave school, like, nobody comes to see you anymore. And and we just kept, I suppose. I know I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed music. I still enjoy it. That's probably one of the biggest things that I miss for Scotland, is, is, to be honest, is playing music. Um, but that's, that's what we've done. So after school, uh, and after school, uh, we kept doing it, and we've done it for years after school. 
So did, did you? Did how did you meet then? Did you just go to school together? Obviously. Yeah. Right. Yeah, me and Tam did. Me and Tam did But the band did. The band met at school. Oh, yeah. Because you, you you're a year older than Jordan and Ferry, aren't you? You're a year older no. than them. No, no, exactly age. Yeah, exactly age. Oh, just a wise soul then. How did that? Just a wise soul. Just a wise soul. How did you two meet then? Me and Kenny. Jordan, Mike. No, you, you and Kenny. Tom and Kenny. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember. <laughs> How did we through, meet? To be honest, I think it was just through Jordan. I think um, we needed numbers for sevens. If that's it. I mean, you <laughs> gave us this. No, you uh, were uh, good. You had your. I, I, came and, I came and tried. I came and tried to play football. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know, uh, get people at football that, that get out of the ball, just their feet, and they just they managed to pull something off, and then the, the way they kick the ball is alien, and it just goes in like tap in. <laughs> Tam had that bit about him that he's somehow he's managed to score goals and orthodox approach to the sport. I was quite terrible at football, to be honest. That was probably one thing I never really could get good at. I, I played for a football team for a while. Um, Claybank, Claybank Boys Club, I think it was. Is that how it was? Claybank Boys Club? I played you for did, them. Eh? I got a medal, actually, as well. Played for them. <laughs> did you? I was, I was shite, though, man. I was terrible. Where did you get most improved player? No, we won. We won something. I think we won a league or something like that. Or something like that. I was like, just like... <laughs> <laughs> we won one of these leagues. We won a league. We won a top league in uh, we won Spanish division. What about silver thing we use? And I remember, um, I, I remember I was out practicing. I'm like, I need to get better. I need to get better at this. And I was out playing with, uh, playing with, against the wall with myself. But I was trying to get my left foot better. I'm like, I need to get better. And then I volleyed the curb and I broke my fucking toe and I never went back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, music's probably your thing after that, isn't it? Uh, yes, you would think. I, I get asked to hand my strip back and I'm like, I'm not coming back. Maybe you seen your dad and stuff was into music. Was that how you started learning the guitar and stuff like that? Did he teach you or did you just kind of... Right, that's, that's exactly... He, he, played, he played drums in a band, right. my dad. So when I was younger, like I was not into music, nothing. I, I was the sort of guy in school who would laugh at the guy who plays guitar. So that was really what I was like. I was the asshole who would say, I'd be the asshole, be like, oh, wait, what are you playing that for? Do you know what I mean? And, um, I, I remember my dad used to go into the studios every week and he would say to me to come up with him. So I would go with him and it would be like nine to 12 they would do because they were all working guys at this point, like 30 year olds. Nine at night to... 12 night to 12 oh, um, yeah. 12 a.m. Yeah. So I would go, wow. I'd go, yeah. I was younger, probably 10, at age 10 to like 12, 15 or something, like that sort of period. Um, and I used to literally love, I, I loved watching my dad play the drums for some reason. I thought it was just cool that he could do that shit. And I'd be like, my dad's playing the drums. And then I never thought I'd get into it. And the guitarist is Tony Darcy, who I think Kenny knows. You know Tony Darcy? Aye, aye, aye. He's, he still goes to Kieran's gigs and that. Aye, he's, aye. He, um, he, he, he basically came into my house to teach my sister how to play guitar. He was going to teach my, my young sister how to play guitar. And I came in and um, this is a story that I remember. Whether or not this is 100% factual is, is, a, is a lot of shite or not. <laughs> he... Um, he he was playing the guitar with my sister and he's like, why don't you get a try? And I'm like, nah, I'm not interested. And he's like, come on, just try it. And the song that they were trying to learn was Hey Ya, you know, the Outcast yeah. song. 
Uh, that was that was the song. That's when so if you if whenever that song came out, that's when I started playing guitar. I don't know the exact date that was, but that's when it came out. Um, and they were trying to play that, and then I was just useless. And then he's like, I heard him saying to my dad, "I'll never be able to play guitar. Never, I'll never." He's got two basically two left hands, and he's not going to be able to play it. And I'm like, as soon as someone tells me you can't do something, I'm going to put all my effort into prove somebody wrong. So, so was it just a pure spike? <laughs> It was just I wanted to kind of prove somebody wrong that I could learn something, and I, and from that week he came back the next week to teach my sister like the following week, and then I had learned hey yeah, I had learned it, and I was like watch this, it. give me the guitar, bam bam bam, <laughs> played hey yeah, and he's like oh fuck that's quite good actually, and then from that he started teaching me, and that's how I played guitar. He started teaching me, but I was only getting lessons for like maybe. I don't know, a few months or something like that. And then I kind of taught myself. I kind of took it to the next level. And then I'd done guitar in school and stuff like that as well. So I was doing that. I'd done guitar and singing in school. It's just, I didn't really want to do singing, but because I was in the band singing, I'm like, it makes sense to try and improve myself. I develop it. I know people would laugh at me if you go, oh, you're singing music. That's what I felt like. I'm like, oh, who cares? Yeah, I was the exact same as well. Because I'd done music in school and I was, my brother played the guitar and he he was brilliant, but... I don't know what it was. It was this sort of weird thing that I was like, oh, I'm not. I ended up playing the drums in school because I thought yeah. it was cooler. But then uh, now, I've never ever played the drums since I left school. <laughs> <laughs> That's I thought the drums are cooler as well. Music, yeah. Is that me? Kind of only you done music and played the drums. Music in school. That's, That's how I started. Damn, that was in 2003. Yeah. 2003 is that when it came out? Yeah. Holy shit, so when, 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 what age would I be? 13, so that's when I, 13, 12, 13 was when I started playing the guitar. There you go. So that was great. Is, is, is there an age to start learning it, or if you just learn it? Because it's a big instrument, isn't it? Like you, you would think, or do you get smaller guitars for people to play, for kids? You ah, it was a smaller, it was one of those little, do you know how like if you go to music, in the music schools, like one of these little wooden guitars with the nylon strings, it was, <laughs> it was one of them, but it was pink, so it was my sister's, that was the first guitar I was ever played on, it was a pink like, wee fucking plastic acoustic thing. Did, did, she, um, did she just no learn the guitar after that, that week? Because you were really good nah, at it. it. Nah, I've had enough. Nah, I just, I just embarrassed her. I was a talent in the family at that point. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, don't, I don't know what happened to her, actually. She still had that guitar in the room, but I think I just, I became obsessed with it. I was really obsessed with playing the guitar at one point. Like, always, I mean, always, always. Like, every day I would play it. I'd go to school, I'd play it in my lunch break. I'd then come home and I'd play it all night. My mum and dad would tell me to shut the fuck up. Like knocking on the knocking on the room door, stop playing that guitar at this time of night. That's genuinely what I was like. I became so obsessed. So that's 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 yeah. a healthy way to be though. If you really enjoy something, in it that's how you get better at something. Repetition in it. Yeah, so, I don't even know yeah. what it was. Why I enjoyed it, I just enjoyed it for some reason. So. I think it's see when you see when you start to see progress. So I, I never started like yeah. even trying to play it properly until about a year ago, mm-hmm. um, and then I became that sort of way like totally obsessed. And it was like, yeah. I'd come in for work and my missus would be like, no again, like, no, you can't. We were saving for this house, so we were staying with my mum. So I used to wait until she would go into the living room like, to have dinner and I'd go into the room so I could get a bit of time to play it. But it's yeah. when you start to see a bit of progression. I think it's when you start to, when you get something, you get so excited and you're like, oh, yeah. right. And you, uh, I think that's what it is. Uh, that's, that's, I agree with you. It's like, and, and I think, 
it's fun, it's good as well when you can start playing songs that you like. That's what I noticed. Right. Like, so you're like, I can play that, and you're like, okay, and then you start playing it, and then I, that's that's what I like. Then you start making your own wee songs here and there, and start putting stuff together. So, see, some of the songs that um, you've done with the band, who who wrote them? Is it a kind of joint effort, or I, I would say it's a joint effort. Some sometimes we would, sometimes the the full I could write some of the full songs sometimes. Right. But I, I think the way that we wrote music as, as a band was we would just mess about in the studio. And I think that's how the best songs came about. Like um, Jordan Murray is one of my close mates. He's a very talented drummer. Very, very talented. And like everyone knew that at the start. He was very, I knew that from the start. He was very talented in the drums. Ferry was good on the bass as well, but I just thought maybe Ferry wasn't with the same commitment as me and Jordan were at one point. That's what I felt at least. Um, I don't know if I was right or wrong in that. I felt the two of them weren't as committed to me, as committed to the band as what I was actually at one point, to be honest. But that's how we wrote songs. We were always in the band, uh, in the studios. And then what would happen is I actually never really wrote down words. I always, I, I got, I always just came up with shit on the top of my head. And then I would sometimes write it down until we recorded something. And then when we recorded it, I'd say, right, that's the final words. Now I need to remember it, which is kind of a lazy way of doing it. Uh, but that's that's like Jay Z in it. He doesn't he doesn't write lyrics down. He just remembers songs. He doesn't actually write anything down because when he was a wee kid, somebody mm-hmm. stole his lyrics, and for that then on, he just oh, yeah. never ever. <laughs> so that was your process for writing. Did you see at school? Did you ever get taught how to write music, like how to come up with words? No, nah, is it not something no, they just teach you how to sing? They don't teach you how to be creative and and write. They the, the singing like. I, I, I see what you've just said there. I think that's kind of flaw in like teaching uh, music. I think it's very hard to teach somebody to become creative. I think uh, it's hard. I think, I think something you've maybe got or you've known or you can work hard on, but you can you, you can like it. over over time you can probably come more creative the more you learn something. I would say. Do you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. for example, I bet when you started this podcast, you were probably a bit shaky and maybe a bit uncomfortable in certain areas. But as you get to number. 12 now, you're feeling more comfortable in your skin, stuff starting to become more, more easy, I'm so it's the same with like guitar. Uh, uh, That's I how I feel anyway. Uh, Definitely, it's probably similar to, well, <laughs> probably on a bigger scale obviously, but see playing in front of a live audience, was that a bit, do you remember the first time you'd done it, was it, were you petrified or? Uh, I was, I'm, I'm still, I still get scared. Do you still get still scared? Scares me. Ah, it still scares me thinking about it, to be honest. I mean, I think that's part of the excitement if you're playing in front of a well, live crowd. What was it I was listening to? I think I was listening to Tony Robbins and he said he had like uh, what's the, who, who's the boss, the American guy, what's his name? Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. He, had, yeah. he had him and he spoke to him. What's it like before you go on stage? He says he gets excited and it's, I've said this before, haven't I, Kev? I'm sure I've said it before. And he had another person who wasn't that big an artist and she gets petrified. But the chemical yeah. makeup of both feelings is the exact same. It's what you choose for it to be, if you choose for it to be excitement or like fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a kind of a mix of that as well. Like I, I did enjoy, I did enjoy, I did enjoy playing live, but um, the, the thing that always scared me is if something goes wrong. Not, not in the talent. Like, for example, I've played gigs where, like, big gigs, like we sold at King, we sold at King Tuts with another band once. Right. And wow. um and that was like kind of when we were at our peak in Elan Few at least when Elan Few was uh-huh. kind of getting quite popular at that time I, I don't want to say we were really popular but we were starting to sell out oh, shows you were know selling I mean? out gigs you had, you had merch yeah. and stuff like that you had, you had t-shirts yeah. and 
So we, we played a gig in King Tut's and we were actually supporting the band, but we sold the majority of the tickets. So we basically, and, and King Tut's ripped us a new asshole. To be honest, they, they basically scammed us at like £450 or something like that. For, and we played the show and sold all the tickets and everything else, but that's a different story. But I remember <laughs> when I was on stage, the first hit in my guitar, that my top three strings snapped, all three of them. <laughs> And it was the reason that that happened was because I tuned my, I restrung my guitar before it. And because mm. of the stage is so hot that the strings became really loose and stuff. And as soon as I hit it, it just ping, all three of them. And it was so bad. And see, when you start a gig like that, it's like, it's, it's like oh, game over. Hey, You're just trying to correct uh, yourself. You don't know how to so, come back from that. That's mad, yeah. isn't it? Did you, did so you once, like backup equipment and stuff like that to take it? Well, that time we never. So I was luckily I had a, I had one of the other bands come and give me a guitar. Luckily, wow, but it's so awkward. Imagine three hundred people in front of you and like you're wow. dead, and and you're and when there's only three people in the band, like the three years are doing a lot. Up. Yeah, the three years are doing a lot. It's not like another guitarist can cover it or something like that. It's like it's three of us. So my guitar fills it a lot. I use a lot of fixed pedals when I play live. So like my guitar filled out a big space and like that when as soon as that happens it's so fucking scary. You just feel every eyeball on you and it's like it's hard <laughs> to explain. So that's like what, that's everybody's what looking for something and you're like ah, well nah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just it's trying to so make strong. it I'm trying to make it sound good, you know what I mean? I'm trying to make it and it just sounds a disaster and I know it sounds bad. So, so see see if when you were playing for a young age before you could play, drink. Yeah, yeah. Did, how did you overcome like, I don't, I'm not saying drink helped you overcome that kind of fear and excitement but it tends to relax people didn't it and did, did you feel mm -hmm. once you hit 18 and having a few drinks before it settled you a lot or did you feel it was just the natural thing to do because you're in, in a night out really aren't you and it's all about mm -hmm. you when you're on the stage but you're still there to enjoy yourself and did that help I, you well, or did it I think um, I, I, bet, I say it, I bet it would help me I, bet. I, would, um, I would not drink I remember one time I got really drunk, played a gig, and it was Is a that disaster. The, one at the, we bottom, at, the bottom of town? It was called Peevil Peevil. That was the name of it. It's no longer there. It's no longer uh, there. Peevil no Peevil. And me, Jordan, and Ferry, I think three of us may have been drunk, but I know I was definitely the drunkest, and I fell for <laughs> the drum kit. Fell for thinking I'm a rock star, you know what I mean? I'm nothing. I'm just a fucking loser who thinks it's cool. <laughs> just falling enjoy through, yourself. Falling through the drums. I know, but like at the times, if you concentrate on doing it right, you're probably going to have a bit more success. Uh, you you know what I mean? And like, definitely. Uh, um, so, you're saying you've mentioned King Tut's there and Peevil Peevil. So, what was the favourite gig you've ever played? Was it King Tut's? Or was it that horrible memory oh, stuck with you? I, I don't know. And we played, we, played we played quite a few. I think my favourite gig... I mean, I've been in three different bands now. I was in Coast Alaska, and then I was in um, the, the latest one. We played a gig with Jordan and Lewis, uh -huh. and I actually feel like they were the two strongest bands that we ever played. And like musically, like I felt like everything we were doing was really, really good music. Like really good. I thought it's better than most bands that you hear. Uh -huh. But it was the kind of like we were just making the music because we wanted to just enjoy it. And the real reason we were doing live gigs was because we just wanted to show what, show what we were doing to people. There was none the same feeling as before as where I can, I can make this or everyone might love me. Do you know what I mean? Or I'm the best band in town. But I never, I, I kind of get over that. And that was what I was like before in the, in the first band. I was always like, I'm I can be better than these people. I'm better than this person. And then you think, uh, you did, as, you got, uh, as you got older, you feel, why do you, why do you think like that? You know what I mean? 
No, but I think it's good to think that because you're comparing yourself against the best people out there, aren't you? Like, like in whatever the music you've listened to was, was you used to listen to like Twin Atlantic, didn't you? What else were you listening to at the time? Biffy oh, Clyro. I, every, I, I, don't really, I suppose I don't you used really, to listen to. I listen to everything, now, yeah. Everything, like, I loved a lot of older music as well, 90s bands like Pearl Jam, REM in the 80s, um, like all that stuff. I, I, I kind of like. Did, stuff. I, did you used to get Sheeran a lot of stick? Did I, did I remember my, my right saying that? Aye, like <laughs> I mean, he's a talented songwriter. You can't fault the guy, to be honest. He's aye. a very talented songwriter, but just not my cup of tea, you know what I mean? I've learned to, over the last... Because I do listen to everything. I genuinely listen to everything now. Um, you still post a lot like, in your, your Facebook and your Instagram about music you listen to, don't you? I always... I, music's one of my biggest things that I still do like every day even in the gym when I go to the gym I listen to music even when I'm working I listen to music and sometimes before I go to bed I just put my good headphones on and just listen to music that's what I do yeah uh, I think it's quite a hobby because and, and, you're looking for different types of music and you're looking for are you still are you, are you still writing songs I know you, you said just before we came on you've not picked up a guitar in a year but I, I've not wrote a song I've not wrote a song in years I remember years. Gav I remember uh, it was just I was starting to get to know Tam and I was kind of getting a bit with Tam Ferry and, and Jordan a wee bit and went out for dinner one night and Tam had this red A4 like, like a fold they would take to like college or something like that I didn't really know him well enough to go what's that and I said to Jordan what's Tam got that for and she's just, just in case like some music pops into either some lyrics come in or they can write like quotes and stuff like that to create songs I'm like that's mad I, I can even fathom the process of writing a song like Why? still to this day I still don't like understand how people can do it like, I don't Tam, I still, do you, it? you think like see if you put pressure on yourself to write a song you're never going to write one whereas if you just like you say you just sitting messing about is that when you come up with your best stuff do you think I definitely the second one if you're sitting about and you're just playing I found that that's always the best songs I have wrote songs where I've sat down and said right I'm going to write a song um, one of the last songs that we recorded was called Young it's a song called Young I think it's still on Spotify or SoundCloud or something like that and we never really, that was the last song that we, we recorded, but we were going to release, but then we broke up as a band, so we never released it. But that song, I, I came home at like four o'clock in the morning or something after being out on the bevy in town and, um, and wrote that song with my trousers halfway at my ankles trying to get undressed. You know what I mean? We had probably <laughs> chips and chips and probably had chips and curry on the side of me and all that shit and started playing guitar. And then I wrote that song called Young. Um, and it was that's how I like that song. I really like that song. We ended up recording it, so that was like that one. But then like other ones, I think the best songs come from just messing about personally. Right. Um, Do you feel that when you're saying your best stuff came with Ghost Alaska at the end? Did that because you were kind of more free and there was like you saying there was no pressure? You weren't comparing yourself to anybody. You were just going in, enjoying it, enjoying the process, as opposed to looking at the end goal. You're, you're just enjoying working through things. Uh, it wasn't in Ghost Alaska. It was like we, we called Sorry. ourselves Vice. We called ourselves Vices. Vices. Ghost uh, Alaska was before Vices, but they were. I, I thought they were musically good. Um, Ghost Alaska, you were near the front man. But you know, it was an it was an old guy. Oh, I was, I was, I was. Who was the band you played with? Too many that was bands. Po- po- Polaris. They asked me to play their guitarist. They just asked uh, me to play guitar for them, and I'd done that for a while. Um, and I was kind of missing the singing, so I was like, say to them, I- I'm going to. Um, I'm going to leave, and then they said they said they didn't want me to leave, and then that turned into a big kick up. And I looked at the arsehole. Who was the front man? I the front man thought I wanted to kick him out, which I never. 
It was never the case. I never had anything against the guy. I just wanted to go and do my own thing, thing again and be a, be a singer. Um, yeah. Never thought they were bad guys, any of them. And then ended up we turned into Ghost Alaska. But then after Ghost Alaska was visited, that was probably sounding so confusing to people if anybody's listening. No, Gav's Gav's with us, isn't you, Gav? You understand. If you know that you're daft, but I, I can follow it because I can remember it. But the gigs, yeah. I just get mixed up with your, your Ghost Alaska vices because I was what I was honestly being nosy. And you yeah. don't know your foot. You don't know the footage for the videos for vices, didn't you? With your drones. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just. Um, Again, I enjoy doing stuff like that. I just enjoy making shit like that, like making creative stuff like YouTube. But I had a YouTube channel as well. I'd done a vlog and stuff like that. You did, aye. 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 You still know, uh, do you, I've, well, I had a look, I've seen you've not done it in a while, but... Yeah, what, what I've got, I've got some that? footage. I've got so much footage of that stuff as well. I don't know, I just got more into my business stuff, I suppose, and just focused on that. Aye, we'll come on to that once we get figure <laughs> out why you went travelling. What made you flee the country? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, I remember in 2007, I, I don't want to say it was because I broke up with somebody, because it technically wasn't, I was kind of, I felt like I was free, I was in a relationship before I done it, and I wanted to leave, and I had bought a house, I had had a car, everything was just kind of good, do you know what I mean, I had money there, I had bought the house that I wanted, or the flat, it was not a house, it's a flat, I had somewhere to stay, I'd moved out with my mum and dad, and like I was just working, I was like, probably like a good six months to a year went by, and I'm like, that's just boring me now, it's like, this is not how I, like, I've seen guys on, I, I worked on building sites, obviously, seeing old guys on building sites, and I'm like, I can't imagine like just staying on this path to... Uh, to be like that, that it kind of frightens me, not, not reaching out for anything more. That's what probably is one of the biggest drivers in my, my motives. It's like staying on the same path and like not doing anything when I've got the chance. So that mm -hmm. kind of scares me. And that's why I remember working with a guy, brilliant guy, and it was thanks to Ferry. Ferry, I, I actually was in the office. I worked in the office for a while. So I was inside. Oh, I came off of the tools and then I went back to the tools thanks to Ferry giving me a job. And... Um, and I met a guy on site, and his name was Ryan. Um, and he's like, I says, I'm thinking about going. And he, and he just went like that to me one day. Book the flight. He says, you don't stop, you don't shut the fuck up about it. Book the flight. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, because I'm I'm telling him prices and stuff like that on my lunch break. And he's like, book it and stop being a shite bag. And I'm like, all right. And I've done it. Man. I remember the day. I remember it so clear. I remember it so clear. I remember where I was. I remember how I was working. I remember what I was doing. And I booked an egg. Uh, an Etihad flight, four hundred and thirty-five pounds. That's, <laughs> that's like that's a pure Glasgow sort of culture, isn't it? Like, hey, you book it, yeah. man. You, it's you shy, shy, shy you that's exactly what it's like. So basically, that that basically changed my life by someone saying shite bag if you don't. Aye, <laughs> uh, uh, my latest shite bag. Well, I don't remember clearly. Was, it, was a, when I was on a stag doing Liverpool, and we we all came back to the room and. We were all just being wee guys. We turned into being wee guys. I'm like, I'm busting for a toilet. And why the guys went, just, just pushing his leg. I went, no. He went, shit bag if you don't. I was, like, <laughs> I was, chase, I was chase, chasing him about the room, like, come here, come here. <laughs> uh, but it's not changed my life. And I, I never done it. I, I'm still a shit. Uh, Sam, where, but, where was it you? Where was it you booked the flight to? Um, Bangkok was the first place I went. Um, and then from that, I just started adding other places on. And the flight was actually a return flight. 
Right. So it was a, it was a return flight that I had originally booked. So I booked it for December the 11th was the day I left, and the return date was February the. I want to say the 16th, roughly, because my mum's birthday was the 20th, so I thought I was going to be back for my mum's birthday. And then I just never came back. I just ditched the last flight. How did, so, what happened with you? So you said you'd bought a flat and stuff like that. Did you just sell it or did you, no? Did you I, I rented it. I rented it out. Um, so I, I had a car. I remember with Kenny as well. Kenny helped me. And I, um, I was, Kenny was actually supposed to come in some parts, parts, of, parts of the trip and meet me in Vietnam. Was was it? a summit or something like a nomad summit, wasn't it, we were going to go to? That's right. That's another thing uh, that directed me. My, my, my housemate that I live with now and my good mate as well. We've known each other for, but since I basically, almost since I basically started traveling and he lives with me in, in this house that I'm in now. Um, and that's where I met him at the, the nomad summit, it was called. And to be honest, looking back at that nomad summit, I see how shit it really is because I've been, because I now have a lot. Uh-huh. But meeting people there, I suppose, is a good thing for people. So What's the summit? What's that? What's the nomad summit? So, a nomad, the, the, it's called the nomad summit. That was the name of it. And basically, it was like people, I just found these tickets online. I just found them. I was like, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I remember um, he sent me it and like, it looked uh, cool, but didn't it? It looked really good. Like the videos, the promo, and that was really good. The reason I, I like I like the idea of it is in, uh, it was people who work on their laptops and don't have a don't have a, a location dependent job, and I'm I'm like right okay so if I can go to this summit maybe I can learn something like that I suppose and go with that and see what I can see so see touching just just going back to before you went you went away remember there was times that you said you come up to you and you're like this is a good idea and it was like drop shipping and stuff like that you've always kind of been keen on working online haven't you you've been kind of like un- uncutting the, the wires for having to like you said be like yeah. what's the word I'm looking uh, for here committed what to working in one place you can work anywhere so yeah you've been away traveling just as that was like something you've always because you do it now don't you? you just work for your laptop constantly you don't actually mm-hmm. have to I work what is it you actually do Tom? I've got a couple of businesses at the moment and I also work with people as well just now. Right. So I had a, I had an agency. Um, the agency was doing really well. Um, but then the agency, like I do um, Facebook marketing for people. I run their ads. So I, I run people's advertising on Facebook and ev- that's everything to get them sales, to get them leads, to get them anything. I've been really successful at that. I've also done drop shipping, which Kenny was talking about, and I've made that really successful as well. Which, which um, is that? So basically, we find a supplier in China, but mostly, mostly in China, um, and they obviously sell really cheap products. Not they're not cheap as in cheap products. They're cheap as in because they manufacture them there. Right. They get them for cheap. And basically, we take their products and I sell them in the other countries, and I build a website around about that. And then, when say for example, you come to my website and you buy a mouse, for example, then I put a markup on the mouse. And then I send the product to you. Right, and okay. I, I never touch the product. I never touch it. But I'm now kind of shifting away from that as well, where I'm now doing e-commerce, where I'm I'm buying I'm buying like thousands of these. I own them, and I've, I've got my brand on them, I've got my logo on them. Right. So we do a lot of different products now. We've got we've got um, I just ordered uh, five thousand units of a product. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want people oh. to steal it. <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> And that's one of the businesses. The other business that I'm currently in is 
uh, and I'm, a, I'm an owner of this business, a part owner, I'm a partner. It's a software business um, called Funnel Shoot. That's the name of it. You can go and check it if anybody wants to go and see it. And what that does is provides analytics for um, people who do e-commerce. So like, for example, if I want to see my profit, I want to see my revenue, I want to see how many discounts my shops made, you hook your shop up to this. And it shows you all of this stuff without you having to do all the calculations. It basically makes it easy. It's like a big calculator that can track all your sales. So it makes it easy. Is this F-U-N-N-E-L-S-H-O-O-T? Yeah, that's the one. That's my website. Oh, very well done, mate. That's like proper. Yeah, that was me. That was me who built that. No, it's not shop. Is it? Hey, no, I'm just asking a question. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. That's no that riffraff. <laughs> no, we do use we use Shopify for our stores, but not for this. Uh, this is this is a full website. this is a full software. This is a full Which? developed software. So my partner, my business partner, is probably the smartest guy anyone will ever meet in their life, and is probably the guy who I would say changed my life when I met him as well. But I'm not going to say his name because he likes to keep private as well. Good, good he, um, he's he's a developer as well, so he he basically developed all the site. And not that website, but the actual software, the, the, the programming uh, site. Uh, the programming uh, site. That's next that's level cool. genius stuff in it, like all that. So I just carry get my head on it. I thought, obviously, uh, I'm not very technical. Like, even the way you're talking, like that just yeah. sounds so different. Like if somebody said to me uh, how how to start, I would not have the first clue. Um, uh, even things like social media, like when we've started this, like trying to learn me daft things about social media and stuff like that that you can try and utilize, but. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of moving parts. A lot of different technologies, and we've got a lot of payments for different softwares and stuff like that. We've also got staff. We've got staff members on these websites as well. So we've got wow. all these staff members working for us. One of the the e-commerce stores have got like twenty five staff members on there doing customer service and stuff like that. Right. So that's, that's brilliant. Stuff like that. So you you met yeah. Your flatmate when at that nomad summit when you first left in December. Ah, uh, that's that's my housemate. That's his name's Ray, but he's he's not my business partner. He's no, not right, my business okay. partner. So another guy met, partner. I thought you met. I met, um, I met him. I met him at the nomad summit, and um, that that would have been January last three years ago or whenever uh-huh. that was. So that's when that's I met him you, at the nomad. Is that was that what made you go right? Well. There's no point in me going home when I could maybe make something and, like you say, live that dream of being able to just work in a laptop. And but yeah. I'm in I'm in the middle of Glasgow, and you're telling me a website, and I can click on it in two seconds, and it's reachable yeah. to everybody. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Work, like if forty of work weeks. The way the way I see it is, if someone else can do it, why can I not do it? That's as simple as that. Everyone's man, everyone's human, everyone. Do you know what I mean? So like, if someone else can make something online work, then why can I not do it? And that's with anything in life. It just takes practice and time, I feel. So that's the way I've seen it. And I've seen firsthand these people. I've seen I've seen twenty year old guys making a hundred grand in a month. I've seen more than that. Do you know what I mean? Like profit, that's pure profit. Hundred thousand dollars profit in a month. And that's not an uncommon thing to see. So like you see stuff like that. And these young people who are just out of high school, some of them, making shit tons of money and even if I thought, like like I said, if I can make even cover the same salary that I got as an electrician, do you know what I mean? I'm happy to try something like this. The electrician's never going to go away. Like like you yeah. said, it's a fallback. I've always got that fallback. I'm never going to lose that. And I still see that like that, which I feel is a bad mindset for me to have because I don't feel I need to ever go back to it. 
but I still have that mindset as I can go back to being an electrician if I ever have to, if I ever need to. And I'm, and I'm humble and, and grateful that I can do that as well. I'm very lucky that I can have that opportunity to go back to that. Not a lot of people's got that. It's, it's a good job, isn't it? Or a trade, that's... Uh, <coughs> that's a very good job. An electrician. Everybody needs an electrician, don't they? Everybody's quite happy to maybe try and do a bit of joinery here and there, or like build yeah. a wall, or... But, Electricity is scary, man. That's, that scares me. It's a good, it's a good living as well. Right, uh, definitely. So see, so, see after you went to, sorry, can you go see something? No, on you go, mate. You charge on you. you take um, I was going to say, so you went to Bangkok first. Yeah. How long were you living there then before you'd moved on somewhere else? Um, I was in Bangkok for I think three weeks or two weeks, maybe. Right. I think, I think I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Maybe a wee bit, maybe ten days or something. I'm not hundred percent sure. But I, I went I went to Bangkok and then I went to Phuket, which is in Thailand still. Yeah. I flew to Phuket. I stayed in Phuket for two or three weeks again. And then it was Vietnam, which Kenny was supposed to meet me in Vietnam. Uh, and yeah. I, went, I went there. And then when I went to Vietnam, I went to Hong Kong. I stayed in Hong Kong for a couple of weeks. And then I went to Chiang Mai, which was back in Thailand. And then from Thailand, I went to, I stayed in Chiang Mai for a good few months actually, because I met, I met like my mates there. I met new people there from the Nomad Summit and stuff like that. And I met people like that. And then like, I was kind of, st- at this point, I'm still not doing anything online. Right. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of drinking a lot, partying a lot. Mm-hmm. I was partying every night, almost every night out drinking on Tinder, all that, all that shit. <laughs> How was Tinder Wasting a lot there? Of what was that like? Easy. <laughs> 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 that was, that was, it's fine. Just the same as that anywhere is, else, isn't it? That's Tam living like Tommy, California. That's his alter ego. Tommy, out. California. Uh, if you had like have you any one story or anything that sticks out for your time traveling, is there anything that kind of? Um, there's a few actually. Um, I'm trying to think of one that's suitable here. I don't, I don't want to make my, I don't want to make myself look bad. <laughs> That, I suppose that time we went to, there's been so much crazy shit. I, I, I'll say a nice one. I, I don't want to go down the route of be, saying route bad eight. stuff. Because uh, yeah. I've done crazy stuff as well. But I'll say a nice one. We went to, we actually went to, this is quite recently. But I, it was probably one of the coolest trips I've been on. We went to Komodo Islands, um, where the Komodo dragon lives, basically. Komodo dragons. And we done stuff like um, scuba dive with manta rays, like ma- massive, massive manta rays, like like probably like five meters big. So we are, we are literally under these things in the, in the ocean. And turtles swam with turtles. And then we seen the Komodo dragons. We went to a beach that was pink. The sand was pink. Pink? And um, it was pink sand. It was like something in the, something from the, I think it was something to do with some chemical in the water that changed the sand color. So the sand was like, it was like a full on pink beach. And I was like, when I was there, you know what, you know what I'm like, Kenny. I'm like, ah, it's not going to be pink. It's not going to be pink. I know, I know. It's all a shade. It's all a shade. That's just a selling point. I'm like, that photo's been photoshopped on the leaflet. And we, <laughs> and we get there, and it's actually pink. I'm like, all right, fair play. It is a pink. But you wouldn't. I wouldn't believe it. I thought that. So things, things like that. You know. Were you not worried about swimming? Is it no? Is a stingray that killed Steve Irwin? It no, a man. Ah, it's a stingray. A man is well bigger than a stingray. This thing's huge. It's like it's like almost the size of a car over the top. It's so big. Uh-huh. 
um, we got that. I've actually got footage of that full trip. Like that's talking about the vlog thing. I've got all that trip completely recorded. Me and Ray, as well, my housemate, we are talking about doing another cool thing probably in the next week or two. We're hiring really nice motorbikes, like old classic motorbikes with the gear shift on them and stuff. And we're going to do a full loop of Bali. So uh, it's probably take us like five days to drive right around Bali. And Bali's got hundreds of cool shit on it. Really nice spots in Bali. So you'll basically be driving through the jungles, driving past like blue oceans and stuff like that. So it's they, do that they do that in uh, Vietnam, didn't they? You can, you can tell people nah, that's you can go through one and tell us. It's a similar thing, eh? I thought Ray's done that, what you just said. Has Ray's he? Aye, uh, through Vietnam. I've not done that. What made you eventually settle in Bali then? How, how long have you actually been there? I've been here now for two years, probably yesterday, I think it was. No oh, way. Oh, two years, a couple of days ago or something like that. Very close uh, to the now. Happy anniversary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been stressful. <laughs> Um, I, I, I was in a relationship was one reason I suppose I met somebody here yeah. and we're now, we're now split up we, I was with her for about a year right. um, she was, she's Indonesian um, and she's ha- half Indonesian half Japanese so really right. cool cool mix I suppose Aye. Um, how's, your, how's your language skills now? Quite good. I can speak quite a bit. I'm Indonesian now. I'm, I'm seeing can somebody you? else. I'm seeing somebody else now, and she teaches me quite a lot. Probably. So, kind of learn. She teaches me how to say a lot of stuff. That's so cool. No, just bad so, words. Like good, good. No, she doesn't. She does, doesn't teach me bad words. No. She's a nice. Actually. She's a nice girl. <laughs> nice, nice girl. Different, nice girl. Di- different from me. She's good for Tommy. Hi, <laughs> uh, she is. Um, better for the mind. Sorry, mate, My question was well better, mate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's your visa situation like? Because I know we with Thailand, you can only be there for thirty days, and you need to leave. And you go back Vietnam. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit more difficult to get a, a, yeah. a visa. So what's the story? Uh, that, the coronavirus situation is actually helping that. To be honest, um, usually you only get one month, and you can extend it for another month, and then you need to fly out to somewhere. Um, I don't think it's technically not really allowed. Um, but people, everybody does it. Um, but because the coronavirus, they've basically shut the border and no one can leave. You can leave, but it's very, very hard. You need to get a test and you need to go to the doctor and get the doctor to sign you off. And, and But the airport just opened up, I think it was maybe like a couple of weeks ago, but it, before that couple of weeks, it was completely shut. So the visa office right now has stopped all uh, stopped all visas, so you don't even need to have a visa at the moment. But nobody can get in. I mean, it's not like you can come by and not get a visa. It's actually not that bad as what people... Like, it's not as bad as what I hear from the UK. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, but I know a lot of stuff shut down. There was stuff shutting down here. Um, but but there was still certain things open. The beaches were all closed actually, so the beaches have just opened back up. I think maybe a couple of weeks ago. Right. Um, so the beaches are now open, but it's it's not that bad. You don't hear a lot. You don't, I, I'm working during the day, and then I'm going to the gym, and then I'm kind of just in a routine anyway. The only thing I've mm. done was go to the beach. Uh, that's the only thing. It's I didn't go as much. I didn't really go as much as what I used to go. At. I used to go quite a lot, and then I stopped. <laughs> I've stopped drinking as well. I've not drank for a good few months now. I think that's over really? six months. Over four months. Do you know what I've yeah. seen that? As if that's a pure feat. There's people out there who never It was. It, it was a feat, to be honest. Uh, for me, it was. I was a fucking party animal for a while, and it was bad. Like, I uh, put on a lot of weight. I put on a lot of weight with it. I was drinking so much, and you 
drink Bintang, that's the local beer here, so it's quite cheap for that as well. Uh, because you hear quite a lot of things about Andrew, especially Bali, with like, um, like earthquakes and all that sort of stuff. You ever experienced anything like that over there? I have. I've been in an earthquake. It's not... It's not um, the volcanoes also erupted while I was here. The volcanoes erupted and I've had an earthquake. I had one earthquake and it maybe lasted like six seconds or something like that, or ten seconds. And I remember being in my room and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, jo, 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 and I got up at my bed. This was when I was living somewhere else. I wasn't living in this place. Um, and I jumped out of my bed. And at that time, I was staying in a guest house. I wasn't staying in like, my own villa. This is my own right. villa now. But I was staying in a guest house, and I jumped out of my room. I had my boxer shorts on. And, as, and I'd go, I'd go outside, and this Russian surfer guy with all his fucking hair everywhere comes out, and he goes, was that an earthquake? And I'm like, <laughs> that, was a, that was an earthquake, man. All the fucking alarms are going off everywhere and shit like that. <laughs> and I just woke up. But that was, that was my experience, that one. It was quite scary, to be honest. The, the, I don't know why. The first thing I think is the roof's going to fall in. Earthquakes. I'm like, I need to get fucking here. What about the volcano? Yeah, that any... must have been pretty fucking terrifying. Uh, the, the volcano, it's quite far away from me, but it, it went off and like the ash was in there. The ash was in there, but it never like it wasn't. It wasn't a full eruption. It was just like a, I don't know what the fuck you call it, but it wasn't like a full it's uh, lava flowing and stuff like that. Uh, um, but it shut the airport down for a couple of days and stuff like that. So nothing, nothing crazy, crazy. No, just not just an earthquake and a volcano, you know. Uh, just... uh, it's not. It's not real. It's not like done it. It's not killed anybody for that way. That's wild, isn't it? It's uh, when you think of these things, you think of it. Like, see if you see the movies and they let people run out the rooms and run under tables and stuff like that. That's the kind of thing I imagine when you think of like an earthquake and a volcano, you just see like yeah. big, scary volcanic rocks. It's digital. Uh, Russian stuff. Uh, he, was, he was next door. And he was just fucking came out with his hair all a mess and never even knew what the hell happened. Carrying a surfboard like that. What's going on? That was cool. So have you met many Scottish people in your travel? Because you've tra- you're, you're the way you've travelled is completely different for the way I've done it, and it's still even different for the way Kizzy, Kizzy's more was saying that you Kizzy's in, in an English speaking country, whereas you're yeah. definitely not. Have you met uh, any Scottish people? No. No, no, to be honest. I remember this is another weird story when I was in Chiang Mai. You never believe this. I went, there's this, there's a good burger spot in Chiang Mai, and they do like these little mini burgers. Anyway. That's a completely different topic. Everyone needs to go here. <laughs> if you want to Thailand, they go to this burger place. But um, so I went to there and I turned up. I was with my mate Cara. Cara's a girl I know um, from Chiang Mai. She stays there with her boyfriend. But we, me and her at the time were really close, me and Cara. And we were always out drinking together. Crazy, basically. That was probably the craziest time that I was with her. And um, we went to this burger van and we turned up. There's three guys there, two guys, and they're uh, speaking. And I'm like, are you from Scotland? And he goes, oh, I am from Scotland. Well, I'm like, which part of Glasgow? I'm like, oh, what's your name? Thomas. I'm like, all oh, right, I'm Thomas, and I'm from Glasgow as well. The next guy goes, what did you just say there? And I go, <laughs> and I go, I said, I'm from Scotland. And he goes, I'm from Scotland as well. And he goes, oh, what's your name? He goes, Thomas. And I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> so three Thomases for Glasgow Thomas. or this burger van. That's how popular the burger van is. That is such a popular... <laughs> aye, aye. Three Thomas. Aye, so we're all three of us were there. I know. Three Thomas about the band Burger Van. 
and that's the funny thing. I think that was one of the only Scottish people that I met. The other, the other Scottish person that I met said he's going to kick my head in if I talk to him or something. Like that. And I was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> Can he kick you? That's pure, yeah. pure Scottish, isn't it? Yeah, it's something like that. It was uh, in Thailand where, as well. Where, where are you from? Scotland, so man, I'm going to battle you. He said he's from Edinburgh, and I'm, I'm from Glasgow. Uh, he's like, this is why I left. This is why I left Scotland. I'm like. What? I said it. They stopped Thomas's because it was right. freeze. <laughs> they stopped people That's talking. That was that karaoke bar, that one. Oh, I bet you were right. there. <laughs> 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 I thought I was. I was just looking at me when I was a Scottish guy. <laughs> so uh, a, was... night out, a night out in Bali, in it, or, uh, it's different in it. I feel like a night out back home. Like, there's not as many, well, you need to wear this, I need to wear that. Are you worried about going here or going there or doing that. You can just go and just enjoy yourself. And it's kind of like, sounds a bit cheesy, but it's kind of like everybody love everybody in a sense, apart from when you meet people from Edinburgh. Yeah. And I was in Thailand, I met that guy. That's Thailand. But um, I, it's, it's a bit different. It depends on where you go as well, to be honest. There's all different places in Bali. There's places on the beach. There's places in this, it's not really a city. I say city, it's not like Glasgow. It's just like the middle of the, middle of the place. I like the town centre, I suppose, or something like that. Like these places are like quite popular clubs um, so you can go to any place some of them don't let you in with flip-flops on though do you know what I mean so you need to put on shoes oh, right. uh, long sleeves some of them make you wear a long sleeve which I don't understand why because that is weird that's, that's weird um, aye. and you can pay the bouncers to skip in and stuff like that like shit like that. Yeah. Aye. I get caught ah. once and get fucking flung out for paying the bouncer the guy never gave my money back either Ah, I wouldn't <laughs> get your money back either. Thinking, thinking, I'm, thinking I'm Billy Big Boss, like, hey, you go, that's 200k, mate. 200k, 200k sounds like a lot in Glasgow. It's not 200k, is like 10 pound or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, uh, ah, check you out, man. And you kicked me out. I had to wait in the queue. I had to wait in the queue. Had to wait in the queue and then get in. Ah, I waited in the queue, man. And then oh. after he's just like, ah, he's like, and I came to the front with the thumbs up. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <He's not laughs> <there, I'm back. laughs> I actually asked him for a man. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Classic. Moon, uh, moon, so. mate. Just keys it, eh? Uh, so, <laughs> when did you eventually come home for the first time? I came back. I've not been back in a, a year and six months now. I've not been back in that long. I came back February to 2019 for my mum's 50th. Um, and that at that time, time. you've been back before. That was, that, that was the first. Was first oh, no, no, no. Sorry, the, the first time that I came back. No, I came back. I I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. I, came, I ran out of money. I ran really? out of money. When That's I was right. I remember that now. Yeah. Aye, aye. I remember you came, aye. You came back. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't working again? on. No, no, no. I went to London to work. You went to London. London? Yeah. And you were um, doing mad horrible hours, weren't you? And getting paid uh, loads of pennies, but worked, loads of pennies. I worked my. I worked my arse off, man. People think they work hard and they don't have a clue what hard work is. That's what I hear people crying. I'm working at nine. Oh, shut up, man. You don't know what hard work is. You need to give yourself a shake sometimes. Like, I done... That week, I done... Sorry, that period, I done 21 days in a row, 14-hour shifts and night shift. Yeah. 21 days in a row. What were you so doing? That, remember that. Sparky work? On... on um, on a, a thingy stadium, Tottenham Stadium, Tottenham's new stadium. All right, okay. So I worked on that. And, I, and the reason that I was working on that so much was because I now had made my mind up. I made my mind up, like, I don't need to do this anymore. Like, I've seen people who are doing what I want to do. And I'm um, going to go back and I'm going to fucking make it work this time. 
yeah. and that's the that's the approach that I will use my spark of work for every time. I think I'm I, I don't feel like I'm uh, like going to be a spark like for full time in the future. Uh, Anything? No, I I might need to go. I might need to touch wood that I don't need to. I'm I'm, I'm financially stable now, but you never know what happens. You know what I mean? You never uh, know what can happen. Like this Corona shit's probably sunk so many businesses. It's un- unbelievable. Yeah. I'm, I've been fine. It's actually helped my business quite a lot, to be honest. Right, social media. But, mm-hmm. So, but that's what I went back then, and I came back for I think like two months, and I worked like that twenty one days. You still, you still days. had your car in that, didn't you? you? Still had your car at the time. And I came back and I bought a BMW. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. What did you have before you left? Do you not have a BMW before you left? But no, no, no. That's I came back and I bought that. You had a Focus before you left. And that was the one that I sold right. when I was with you. I bought so that. You did. I that. I've still got the, the wee, wee, the wee, the wee green turtle. The wee green turtle you had yeah. in your keys. I've still oh, got that. Right. Uh, the Kinder Egg. Uh, the Kinder Egg turtle. Uh-huh. Remember, uh-huh. remember we had to do the fake service and shit like that to get the uh-huh. price up for the That's fucking... Right. Done, a fake, done fake <laughs> so services. They, they might chase you down now. Oh, the oh big Arnold Clark. Remember that real service you got? It wasn't the Arnold Clark. Who was it? Was it somewhere in the town, wasn't it? It was, it was one of the ones like Arnold Clark, but it wasn't the Arnold Clark. One of the guys. It was Evan Salshaw. That was actually the one. Is that who oh, it Peter, was? Then? Peter Vardy. One of the guys. But he offered me more money if I had a service book, right? so obviously I printed one out. Found one. <laughs> got, an extra 400, got an extra 400 quid. <laughs> obviously, uh-huh. obviously, I'm going to pay £2 to print a book. <laughs> <laughs> Especially get that. So what did you find? Right, so that's your first time back, but it wasn't really that you came back. I came back with a complete mindset to to leave. Get out. I came back with that mindset. Yeah, that was it. I was made my. I had now made my decision. Like, I do not want to live here, and that means anything. If I need to sell my house, I will willingly sell my house. Anything. I just. I knew now that I didn't want to go back to that sort of. No, I didn't want to go back to that environment. What's the word we're looking for here? There's a, there's a I just felt like I just wanted more. I think that's what I wanted. I wanted, I I wanted to try. I wanted to try other stuff, uh, and that, and that's what I wanted. Yeah. So. Came back. You went away, and you said you came back last year. It was, it was, I came back. I remember the night. Birthday. I remember you came back from birthday. Birthday. I phoned you, and that was see that night. I was just going to meet you, Gav, and we were only going out for a couple of drinks, and you were meeting people for DW Sports. Oh, from old work. That's right, aye. We went to um, a Panther milk place. It was horrible. Aye, aye. That's probably <laughs> it was horrible. Tam, they, they sell, you sell your cocktail. It's it's milk. It's just oh, horrible. It's a, so there's a, there's a, a white Russian. It's not. It's it's kind kind of I suppose. A white Russian with extra uh, extra alcohol, like different types of alcohol, and a bar in um, disgusting tobacco or Tobac or something like that in Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, it's doing one of the wee lanes, but right at the back of it. There's a, a separate bar called the, the, the Panther Milk Bar. Nice. So, and all they sell is this Panther Milk. So I can't remember what's in it, right? But it's loads of booze. And they sell oh, it yeah. in big litre milk bottles. Um, so you have to wait. It's only open between like 8 and 12 or something like that. So, Jesus Christ. Uh, so you go in and it's like, there's no lights. It's all dark. It's just candles. Um, yeah. There's one wee bar. It's a tenner for a bottle. And it's like oh, sometimes... It, it changes every time you go in. So sometimes they'll have like milk... Uh, Mint flavour, then it'll be like caramel flavour, but also, and then I went through about f- what, four bottles out or something like that. Horrible, horrible. I was, I, and you can't, you're not outside, so you're not getting any fresh air, and there's no windows. And, um, Comes to cheese I, in your stomach. That's me. I, 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 anyway, I, I came up, I, no, it was horrible. It, was, it should never have got to that. It was disgusting. 
so I got up the road uh, <laughs> and I was in the toilet. And this, I hadn't long had my wee girl. I was being sick. Oil the floor, oil the sink, oil uh, the toilet. And Paula got up and she came in and she videoed me, like the state I was in. Like, you see, the jeans were around my ankles. The heat was covered in sick. Stunk <laughs> cheese. Stunk cheese so stunk bad. Cheese. Like, horrible. Um, that should be an advert for nobody drinking. Nobody go there. Let's boycott it, man, because uh, it was a, it was a good, it was a good night. Oh, it will be. Aye, aye, no doubt. No, no, really um, so they've caused, they've, they've created that sort of, like a, like a scarcity, because only so many people can get in it. There's only like six tables. Uh, only four people oh, can yeah. sit at a table, so there's a like, oh, we need to try and get in there. So they've done well. Yeah. Probably, man, it's just two guys, idea. just two kids, no, two kids, two guys who've rented that space. Two, and two wee wains just to get these wains in here and we'll get them in our bed with hot milk. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> right, so nah. your first time coming back from almost 50, what did, how did you find it? Did you? Did you enjoy it? Like obviously, you did enjoy it seeing your mum for, for a birthday and that, but was it a different vibe for the first time you came back because you were I was definitely back for a holiday? Different. It wasn't you back for, for anything other than to see your family, which was good. It was definitely different. I, it was, um, I went back to my old bedroom, though. Like I had my own flat and stuff, so I went back to it, and they put, a single, fucking, they put a fucking single bed in there. And at this point, I'm living in these big nice villas and stuff in Bali and I'm like coming back to this and I'm like, I had my own I had my own swimming pools and shit like that and my villas and cleaners and shit like that and I'm like come back to this single room and I'm like fuck <laughs> a tiny I, box room <laughs> it was tiny and it was full of everything like everything was in there like so much they just put so much storage stuff in it and um, oh. but but it, it was probably some of the best it was, I don't know I just felt like I was home for a bit do you know what I mean that's what it felt like so it was right. good. Do you, feel, you, there, do you sp- feel as if you're no home? Like, do you just have this wee feeling sometimes that you're still on a holiday or something like that? A hundred percent. I I feel like this guy sounds so fucking cheesy, but I don't feel like anywhere's my home. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I, I feel like if I come to Scotland, I feel just the same now. So, like, I don't feel like I've really got somewhere that I call home anymore. I'd probably say that I say Bali has been my home for the last two years now, but it's. Like, this has been up, like, it's not like everything's just went well, do you know what I mean? I went through some fucking crazy shit when I was in Bali as well. Like, I went almost, I almost ran out of money as well. I almost ran out of fucking money, and it's like, it was not fun. I had split up with my business partners. I just split up with my girlfriend. I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, I've got no fucking money left. I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell did I do, do you know what I mean? What was so, the toughest time? So what was your hardest time? That time, that time I remember I was... What were you, what were you doing? Were you, were you just still being able to, did you still be able to live in the villa and stuff like that? Or were you thinking, I'm running oh no, money I, here, I need to go? I left the villa at that point. So I, as I said, I came back from Scotland thinking I'm fucking Billy Big Boss. I'm, <clears> I'm, living in, I'm living in such a nice villa and then I come back and then my business partner at that time, I, was, I had two business partners. One of them was actually the guy who I live with now, Ray. And we done quite well in our business. We done quite well. But at that time, I was still learning a lot. And I'm still a learning, but at that time I hardly knew nothing. So, but I was so we were making so much sales. Like we done, we done eighty grand in sales in like two months. Just to give you an example, that's when I'm first starting, by the way. Uh, but but we made no money off of it. This is no brilliant. That's that's, that's the difference. We made we made no money because 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 um, we, we, exactly we never we never calculate the margins right and stuff like that. So. 
that's why. But the, the, the time that he asked was the worst was when I split up with him and my other business partner. We were, things weren't working. We were spending so much fucking money trying to get stuff to work. And then I split with my girlfriend and I remember just staying in my bed in this guest house, shitty guest house, by the way. On my own, my business partner had left. My other business partner had left. So I'm, after living in this really nice villa, I went down to this place. And this place was probably like £150 a month, £200 a month to live in. So you can imagine what it's like. What it looked like. Yeah. Um, and I was in there and I remember thinking, fuck, I'm going to have to go back and do these 21, 21 days in a row again. <laughs> so I mean, or something like that. That was lucky that I got that. But that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to have to go bust my ass again to do this. And then eventually I just gave my fucking self a slap in the face and I was like, right, get up and do something. Do you know what I mean? Just try and figure something out. And then I made the agency and the agency worked really well the first month. And then from that, it's just been plain sailing now. So that was like a year, a year and a half ago. Do you mean say the agency? What are you doing with that? Can you talk about it? Or can you, do you know what to talk I about? Can talk, I can talk about that? it. It's on, it's on hold at the moment. Um, but because I'm working on other stuff, like the software and stuff like that. Uh, the, agent, the agency is like, um, for example, let's say you guys come to me and say, I want more listeners for my podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I can get you, I could easily get more listeners through your podcast, but I would, I'd obviously pay, you need to pay me for that. I'd be like your employee. Uh-huh. But let's say, for example, or let's look at it another way. Let's say, let's say you've got a shop. And you just, let's say you just open up an online shop and it's got your your products on there, like your t-shirts and stuff like that. People uh, hire people hire me to run all their advertising and create their advertising and and make them money basically. And the goal uh, is the goal is for to cover my costs where they are marketing money as well as making them money on top. Uh, so uh, the people the, the people who I work for have got to have. I got to have money to spend. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't, people kind of date with a little bit of money. I need so, like, you need to spend money to make money in a sense, isn't it? Because it goes back to, doesn't it? Yeah. Probably. But, you but, still find stuff interesting? Is it new that you're thinking that you want to do a part of the stuff you said you can't mention? But Every day, man. Every day I try uh, and find something. Every day I'm always coming up with shit. That's what Ray always says to me. He's like, you need to stop fucking thinking shit. And every day I'm, every day I'm learning stuff as well. Like, I treat... It's something I've actually thought about in the last month or so. Like, I, I thought, why when we were at school did we, like, if you think about when you're at school, you went to school at nine o'clock in the morning or whenever it was, and you finished at four o'clock, whenever it was. <clears throat> and that full day at school, you learned all day, all day. That was like how many hours it was. Like, let's just say it was six, including your lunch and shit, that, whatever. Uh-huh. And then when we got older, we just chose to stop fucking doing it. We chose to stop learning. So that's what I do as well, every day. When you're at school, you're, you're not taught things that you should be taught. You're never taught about business. You're never taught about like uh, percentages and you can you know, maybe yeah. be creative. Taxes. They take that away for you and they, they push you towards just working that, keeping that same routine, working maybe eight till four or nine till yeah. three or whatever you, whatever you do. And they, that's what keeps the world turning in a sense for, for these yeah. people who are kind of taught, they're not teaching you how to be an entrepreneur. Like, that's what you're essentially being. You're, you're creating a job and yeah, yeah. It very successfully. So there's yeah. something to be said for that because you're probably working just as many as really, aren't you? Because you're I learning work way more. I work way more than the average person. Way more. That's what people don't see. People see my Instagram post and it looks like I'm fucking doing amazing, but I probably literally work ninety percent of my waking day. So the second I wake up, I'm doing something. Although yeah. it might not seem because people see work as when you go to work, like for example, if you work in a supermarket 
just for talking sake. You go to work, you're standing behind that till for X amount of hours. That's you working. No, working is you doing anything that's going to help you in some sense to make more money, in my opinion. For example, this podcast you're doing, you might not see it as work because you enjoy it the same way I enjoy my work. I enjoy what I do. Do you know what I mean? That's still technically work. You're just not working like the conventional work that people talk about. Uh, I think right. gonna, in the next 10 years, but there's a big shift towards people. It's already happening. It's already happening. Uh, this coronavirus is going to push it even more. People uh, are starting to make businesses every day. Like people here make, I can see people here making like, um, like different, uh, like making baking cakes and stuff like that and selling them online. And uh-huh. I think this, this pollen or do something like that. Am I right in saying Paul's, that? I make, I pause doing that. I like keep that's, making that's what I mean. and stuff like that. And, even the online that, PT and the yeah. that Joe Wicks, he's he's a made a hell of a lot of money out of this. That P. Joe Wicks, Wicks is one of the biggest entrepreneurs to come out in the last ten years, man. The guy's uh, a genius, he's been, and he's a marketing yeah. genius. His brother's a marketing genius. His brother's the guy who does all the marketing. Yeah, he's a fucking he was genius. His brother that, yeah. that came up with that idea. His brother definitely thought it. Yeah. I don't know what the story is, but he's definitely no, smart. It. I'm, he definitely <laughs> did. Me and Gav run this whole thing. This is the truth. Nothing is a lie in this place. So it was definitely Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks is a fit, healthy lad. And he put him in front of the camera. Aye, but, um, aye, but that's, that's what it's like. It's good, man. And everything will change. Like, I reckon everything's going to go more towards that direction in the future. We, we used to talk about cryptocurrency a lot, didn't we? Do you, do you just patch that one together? Or do you think that's, the coronavirus is going to help that? I don't personally believe in it, to be honest. I thought really? it was a get I thought it was get quick rich personally. I don't really I don't see it as being around for too long. I don't I don't really know much about it to be honest. I know hundreds of people here will fucking argue with me until they're blue in the face, especially in Bali. You've got crypto millionaires everywhere. Personally, I look at numbers. I'm a numbers guy, and that's what I do. I look at data constantly. Facebook ads provides me with data. My, my software's analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, as, not anywhere near as analytical as what it should be, but it is. Um, yeah. Numbers, to me, is you either buy a lot of something and maybe get rich off of it, or you don't. Like There's no really calculation in crypto. I don't believe, maybe someone can prove me wrong, I, I just don't see it being... Valuable. Buy it and hold it and see what happens, I suppose. That's the way I, I look at it. Buy it and hold it. Because of the coronavirus stuff, I don't remember the last time I held money. I, don't, I, don't, I feel like it's becoming a cashless society. And then there's yeah. all, everybody shows you, like, obviously you see, you show the data and you see like, the dollar is, is becoming more and more worthless. Uh, the pound, especially, because it's helping everybody out. With, but I know you do stocks as well. Eh? You, you've had a look at that. Like uh, recently, but, because... Because um, again, I'm not I'm not any expert on this. I just put my money into some places. You know what I mean? Rather than um, rather than uh, like Holding waste it. You try and get your money to make, make money. So you're trying to do. I try and make try and make my money, money to make money. As right. people, as some of the people who you see, is cash is trash. That's one of the <laughs> one of the things you hear a lot. Cash, I don't believe that, but that's like you hear cash is trash. Put it in fucking something. So yeah, you shouldn't have just like a bank account holding all your money. You should have it trying to make money for you somewhere. That's what people yeah. believe, at least. I don't do that with everything because I'm too fucking scared to lose right. money. Especially as well. the, 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 the market's crashed again, man. The market's crashed again. Like, oh, the market for a bit there, and no, that we yeah, the market's definitely crashed. So you see, yeah, I, I, I made an investment a few months ago and it's went up by 10%, which is quite good for a couple of months. 
it's good for especially for the like, stock it's not market. I'm just, stuff, my toe, I'm just dipping my toes in there, though. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not absolutely not any experts. Do not take fucking. I just, <laughs> I'm just testing. I'm testing the water. That's what I'm doing. I'm testing. See if I can just put a little bit here and there and see what happens with it. So I've got the money just to sit in certain places. That's how you've happens. done most things, haven't you? That's how you've kind of got to where you are by trying and testing things and going to go, what did I learn for that? And then going back and kind of reanalyzing yeah, like, a different strategy. Like dropshipping, like you, you, you kind of dabbled in dropshipping. I remember when we were first starting dropshipping. Uh, I'm like, remember ah, we had that can... big whiteboard and we wrote all this stuff out, and then we went to McDonald's mm-hmm. for a coffee and we went sitting up till like three in the morning trying to figure out dropshipping. And <laughs> I'm just disappears yeah. and figures it out in ten minutes. <laughs> I remember, I remember like thinking about my expectations were in dropshipping, and like um, thinking, oh, I might be able to do like, for example, twenty dollars a day, like make twenty dollars a day in sales. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I can make twenty dollars a day, I can make X amount back, and like, I've gone way, 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 way beyond what I thought was possible with it. Um, and I'm not even I'm not even anywhere near as good as some of the people who I meet because it's the fundamentals it's marketing it comes down to marketing it becomes how to make a good advert how to speak to your customers how to write good copy like what you're mm-hmm. what you're writing on your pages so that's what I've been really focusing in on is not being a drop shipper but being a marketer like being good at marketing Amazon do that the FDA thing as well now didn't they FBA is it B? Sorry, they're trying to pull everything kind of back towards them as opposed to. I think you do F- FDA. Is FDA one as well? I don't know. FBA, I don't know. F- fulfilled by Amazon. Fulfilled by Amazon. You might be right. It's in, you're, you're certainly very educated. <laughs> I do that. that. A, lot, a, a lot of people do that as well. Yeah, That's another big one that a lot of people do. I've met people doing that who make thousands off of that. I, I, I'm, I'm, not really, I'm not really interested in that. No. Nah. My, main, my so, main one is um, the software. I'm trying to focus on because if that works, it's game over. Game I, remember, I don't remember when you mentioned that to me because you were saying selling a product um, can only be sold so many times, but selling software that develops over time can, can be sold forever. Maybe you saying that. Products can be sold as when. many times as well. Uh, it's just there's <laughs> only so many products. You can only sell so many. China's not got that many. Uh, <laughs> I just... Like, you know, during the, like, the Black Friday week, the Black Friday month, uh, like, I, I, like we done, just to give you an example, close to $3 million in sales in that month. Wow, man. Just to give you an example. That was not, that's not my company. That's the company that I work for. That's the guys who I work for. It's not just my stores. That's like a combination. A there's, like, there's, yeah. there's, there's four of us in that company. I'm not. I'm not an owner of that. I'm, that's normal. I just work for these guys. Like that was. Mm-hmm. I'm basically doing the marketing for certain stuff for them. But that gives you an example of how big it can become. And that's yeah. that's like one product, one product on one store. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, one, one amazing, product. Man. And it's one. You find one thing that sells, and then you just smash it with ads. Ramp it up. Then, uh-huh. Yeah. Now, just to give you an example. That's amazing. Um, See how big the numbers can achieve. So we. What's going to be happening in the future for you then? You're, you're going to stick with your, your programme, you're going to stick with your, your agency and the other things you've got going on, you're going to stick with Bali? Or is it, you want to see anywhere else in the world? Or? I'll, I'll be in Bali for at least the next five, six months. Five, six right. months. Um, I plan on going to Japan, seeing Japan. Japan. Uh, Egypt is another one I want to go to. I want to go diving in Egypt and see the pyramids. Uh, that sounds so fucking... Have you got a big bucket list? Here. 
How, I said, like, total that? dick. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. I feel like I've been a show since... No, definitely not. Like, <laughs> that's what I want to see though I, want, I really that's like Scottish, to that's the pure Scottish in you coming out there isn't it like, oh so daft saying what I'd like to do <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's what I'd like to see good good you'll be able to do that and you can, as you see, you can just open up your laptop make a few more I've got, the, I've got the tickets booked for them already the flight tickets have you good um, I bought this special ticket it like lets me fly from Kuala Lumpur to anywhere as many times as I want in a year it's an Air Asia ticket it was for the 20th anniversary or some shit or that and, oh. and I bought that so like I can fly anywhere I want from Kuala Lumpur as many times as I want for a year I paid for the paid for the ticket the ticket was only $160 or something like that quite cheap wow that's mad yeah. isn't it yeah so I can fly to Japan basically um, as soon as as soon as the, this shit goes away do you know what I mean aye they've probably made their, they've, made, they've made a lot of money after that because nobody's been able to fly for three months so yeah, well, they, they extended it. They extended it. I had extended it for, for, wow, for the last three months, which is good as well. Actually, I wasn't expecting to do that. Who've had to wait back here? They're, they're flying out to Dubai or wherever they're going to be to, and they're like, you need to wait, it might be okay. And they're packing their bags the night before, and they've got to the yeah. airport, and like, no, it's cancelled. Because you don't want to pay. You need to pay, or you lose 40% of your holiday. Whereas oh, there's companies out there, ah, you'd lose 40% if you said, I'm just cancelling it. But if you right, need to go to the airport and spend the money there. There is those cool places out there like AirAsia who go, no, no, that's cool, man. we'll extend that. Nah, they extended it. Are you not, not going to go to Australia and see Keys when he goes back? No. Nah, Australia doesn't interest me. Nah. It's not, I like, again, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I like places that are a bit cultured, do you know what I mean? Like, I like, uh -huh. I like these. Different. Aye, uh, something different that I've not really seen. Do you know what I mean? Australia is like a very Western country. Ah, uh, um, it is definitely. What did you Japan. between Thailand and Vietnam? There's some. There's a little, Thailand's quite Westernized there, and then you go to Vietnam. I found that it was like a pure culture shock. Uh, I Viet, um, Vietnam was. Uh, it was quite. That was probably the cheapest place I've been to. Was Vietnam? Like was as it, in like, cheaper than like Bali? The, uh, very cheap. Bali's the Bali's the most expensive. Is it? Bali's the most, I guess, by far, man. By far. Oh, Bali's like, Bali's more expensive than the UK. No way. Yeah, like, it is. it's just, just as expensive. Well, well, like, for example... Like property or something, or...? Properties, just more expensive. No, properties, like rent, like renting, for example, like this place is costing... Hmm. This place costs like a grand a month, £1,500 a month. It tells you your financial situation, what you're paying for things. Yeah, but like for example, like a, a meal, like a meal, if you go out for right, a burger food. or something like that, ten pound a burger and chips. Or right. like between five and like but if you go back home, you can go to Weatherspoons and get a pint and a beer for five pounds. Five or if they're my favourite. That's what I'm looking forward to when I come back straight to Weatherspoons for the onion things. <laughs> two minutes Aye. by the way, my, my, my laptop's gonna die. It's gonna give me two minutes, all right. Aye, Aye, sorry, Aye. sorry, cut the podcast. <laughs> That's cool, man. I, didn't, I always thought it was pure cheap. But I, I thought that's why all these people went there. Aye. I, I, I think probably, they're probably certain parts because um, I, I know Jamie, my boss, he went to Bali about two, two years ago, or last year, and he was saying it was like so, so cheap, but obviously it was that certain parts and certain stuff areas. Like yeah, no Singapore. Singa Did you go to Singapore, Thomas? I've been to Singapore as well. That's, that's even more expensive than Bali. Aye. 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 I know that. Singapore's really probably the most expensive place I've been, actually. Aye. 
So that's what I've always anybody who I've ever spoke to who's done like most of the, like a hell of a lot of places in Asia they went Singapore's like super 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 clean though in it like oh very I've never Singapore seems fake Singapore's <laughs> an interesting place have you seen that um, have you seen it's kind of the famous towers with the boat uh, exactly I went I went to that I went to that with my ex girlfriend and I went to the top I went right to the top and uh, I'm like I'll have two beers Bex Bex beer um. $29 a beer. A beer. A beer? A beer, 29 It's just like 60 under, just under like $59, $58 or something like that, $55. I'm like, Either what? Way, aye. Aye. Aye, I should get a four-course meal for that. Definitely, aye. You get, get somewhere to live for a week, depending on where you are. <laughs> could, you, could you walk across that, that boat? Was that a thing? Or is it? Ah, it was huge. It's humongous. That's all restaurants and stuff up the top there and like oh, nightclub really? and a nightclub and that full building is like a hotel and it's got all nightclubs at the bottom and stuff like that and uh, I thought um, the big boat casinos was, I thought the boat that kind of held it together was just a showpiece I thought it was just oh no no that's oh, that's no, like very stuff in there yeah, yeah. Disney sale though it doesn't sell they can't take it off no they can't put it back it's, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's done more than the Titanic done anyway Jesus that's so that was a uh, mad so when are you coming uh, back home then? When, when when will people be able to contact you and see your beautiful face? And you <laughs> people can contact me. People can contact me anytime I'm happy to jump on a call with anybody. Uh, like I like I like hearing from people. To be honest, I like hearing from people back home. Uh, that's something nice. I've not made an effort with at all, man. It's, nah, you don't want to speak I'll, to me, man. You don't want to speak to me. I'll come <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. no. me. I'm only kidding. I, I don't know, to be honest. I really don't know because of this whole coronavirus situation as well. Um, I, I, what I am predicting is there's going to be another shutdown in the UK. That's what I'm predicting. I think um, so. I think there might be something, like, maybe not this long, but I think they're talking the way things are going, there might be a spike in winter because yeah. the way the virus is, it, 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 it likes damp conditions and cold conditions. It thrives in that sort of environment. Yeah. Um, That's what I see happening. So, I, so, I would have liked to have come back for Christmas, but mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. Because um, if you come back, you may be worried about being able to go back somewhere as well. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I don't want to be stuck in my mum and dad's spare room in the single matches for <laughs> four months, going crazy. That's, do you know what I mean? I, I know. I know. It's all fine. Yeah. Good being able to work for your laptop, but you don't want to be trapped in somewhere and having to. Yeah, well, we've made this, our, our house here, for example, like we made, um, like a, we've got a, this desk that I'm sitting on, we bought this big table, so we made our, our living room's quite big, but this is like part of the living room, and we've made it into like an office space, and like this is a computer chair that I bought and stuff, so uh, and like my two monitors and stuff, so we're set up to work here, do you know what I mean, I work so from this place. So you've got a pool in your office? I had a pool's right behind me. I see. You can, <laughs> you can see it. We can definitely see you, mate. Or is that TV? Um, and is that the reflection? Oh, it's us on your screen. That's so the reflection. That's the reflection. <laughs> reflection. Silly boy. So this is like this full back wall here opens right up to like a full open area, um, and the TV and the kitchen stuff so there. So, and then the two rooms are here and here. So and it's a really nice area we live in as well. So it's quite good here. Yeah. It seems so like I don't really want to, I don't want to gear up to, to come back and live in a single bedroom. Although I would really, although I sound like a dickhead again, but I'd really like to come back and see my mates and my family and stuff like that. I've no, been back for quite a long time. To, to be, then you can, well, you can back and then 
everybody's born. Annoy everybody, anyway, annoy so. everybody, and I'm like, ah, fuck <laughs> everybody, I'm away. <laughs> Look at these pictures I've got, man. Look, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be back to my pool. You go back to your bed and just <laughs> for fourteen days. Don't you change breeze is the highlight of your day? No, no. <laughs> <Tell me. laughs> to be honest, it's too cold to go in the pool you now, so it's not hot. Oh, enough. that's good then. Dilemma. Uh, so, uh, yeah. uh, hard life. That's it. He's lost, he's lost. He's lost touch with a common man, Thomas. Isn't he? Uh, I say I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. <laughs> 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 Aye, so, uh, now she want to add? Is there anything else you wanted to say that we've no said? Or? No, no. I still thought I'd just come on for a quick chat. Um, and speak to the two years. It's good to see you doing this as well. I like. Something. I listen to a lot of podcasts, like a lot. It's something that I actually oh, listen to. Actually, I just thought something. Yeah. Tom, have you listened to any of your ones? I listened to uh, like the first half of Casey's one. So that, Casey's that's, one. that's where we get the one listener from Indonesia, remember? Ah, that was me. I that, that was me. <laughs> I, 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 that I put that me. together when we were talking about it. I, kinda, I remembered. Well, I think anyway, I, started uh, listen, I started listening to another I started listening to another one. Uh, I listened to like the start of one and I listened to the half of Casey's one and I had to get back to work because I was fucking procrastinating like I always do. <laughs> I was. I'm always dotting about and listening to half a podcast here, and then listening to yeah. fucking half a training video here, and then I'm like, I'm not getting anything done. So, aye. Right, well, well, mate, really appreciate you talk about your next ventures or how you're getting on. Aye. that'd be good. I think. I think karma might come for me now and take me back then to ground zero. I'll be no. back then to twi- twenty-one shifts in a row again. No, I, never. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's a good shift. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great shift, night get, shift, middle of the Get a hustle in. <laughs> and, and that oh. also, just to give you an idea, the bed in fucking London was snapped. I was living on <laughs> It was like that. Pure I, humble. I, was sleep, I was literally sleeping with that. Like, oh, fucking hell, man. <laughs> All the blood, nearly wake up with pure pins and needles in your feet. And it was roasting. It was roasting. It was that summer we had so much heat, man. And I was in this little box room in London, an Airbnb, paying 200 quid a week because it's so expensive in London. <sighs> Oh, yeah. You've done well, man. You've you've lived all the, the ups and downs and the middles of uh, the working man, haven't you? That's it. Pretty much living right. the dream, you know, anyway, eh? We've got uh, I hope I hope it just I just hope it doesn't get taken Continues. away from me too soon. Uh, you know I, mean? I can change anyway. Everybody just needs to keep me. their head down and see what's good for them. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> hey, we'll wrap it up here then. We've quite Bye. Yeah. Good, Bye. good. Well thanks for coming on, Tommy and it was always lovely to see your face. You too. Thanks for having me. No worries, mate. Take care.